Hi, it's Randy Bell with the Health Hotline. We're going to start a new page on our website that is basically um, current events and political stuff because people have written me and said that they love the health podcast but they also want the political. It's very hard to combine both all the time because it, some people love it and some people don't. So we're going to do both as much as possible but always try to keep it integrated with the body, mind, and spirit of Americans and the world. Um, and again, we've added some more countries in our continents uh, to our listening list. So uh, thank you for listening and keep listening because we're definitely um, going to be doing some very intense stuff here. Like I said, next week we'll be talking about essential oils with Lori Azzarella, and um, she has some ideas uh, about how to use those for Christmas and also um, in relationship to the Bible and how essential oils were used in the Bible. But today we're going to talk about health care and bailouts and becoming an American. And these, um, many of these these texts will be available on the website under um, the social political page, whatever it's going to be called. It'll be up in a couple of days. Um, but they're also going to be sent around the Internet because they will be content on other sites. Um, so you will hear them and you'll know who did them and why and where they're coming from. And it's basically trying a, 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 an attempt to help people get re-educated about who we are as Americans and what America stands for and in, in light of all the things that we're going through all the changes and the dichotomy in our country, um, I think it's important to, to try to put things in perspective. So you will hear me read some of these things and you'll hear me yak a lot. So um, I hope that you continue enjoying the podcast and you continue sending it on to your friends and, and sending the website to your friends so that they can read or hear these things too. Um, what I'm talking about today, the healthcare bailouts and becoming an American is um, part of, of course, everything that's going on now. So just let me tell you what it says. It says, the current economic crisis in America and around the world has been in all the prophecies, from the Mayans, Nostradamus, and the Bible. But do we have to accept our presumed fate, or can we become the creators of the solution? The prophecies point to a calendar time that coincides with our present year and depicts the years 2009 through 2012 as being times of major transformation. If we haven't listened and learned from our mistakes, if we've moved away from God and toward greed, war, and hatred, then we can expect major catastrophes and probably a nuclear holocaust. As 2008 and a presidency winds down, we are seeing the initial smoke to this inevitable firestorm, but it doesn't have to be this way. Uh, America has been the land of the free and the home of the brave. We fought a revolution to free ourselves from a king's bondage and mustered our strength to help friendly nations defeat pathological aggressors. We were at one time the champions of liberty, with the greatest economy and the highest hopes of achieving what many called the American dream. That was before the failed conflict of Korea and the larger failed conflict of Vietnam. World War II put Americans to work making airplanes. At the end of World War II, we greeted our heroes, rebuilt our families, painted our houses in woodwork white, got the newest Chevy, bought a television, and went back to work for corporate America. Our health care was taken care of by our employers. Our pension plans formed with an assumption that a government plan, Social Security, would take care of us in our retirement, and our kids could go to college, learn how to pay back student loans, and become upwardly mobile in a career. We were strong and powerful, the greatest country in the world. We went to church, and we thanked God. When North and South Korea began their war, benevolent America, who had sold planes and artillery to the Chinese, went to help South Korea fight China and the North.
It was a fight against communism. It was a conflict between socializing a country to dependence and freeing a people to strive for excellence. No one won. A line was drawn and the conflict continued. America then began to change. Those in power found ways to capitalize on conflict, making money, brokering deals, and maintaining a facade of high ideals in Western culture. The American people lost touch with politics and immersed themselves instead in I Love Lucy and Honeymooners. Vietnam was also a conflict between North and South, freedom and communism. America sent advisors to both sides and then sent sons and daughters to fight. Those who stayed behind rioted in our streets and grassroots movements were formed from the chaos. The women's movement, the black movement, the gay movement, and the anti-war movement were all symbols of our internal struggle for identity and personal freedom. When our heroes came home, we spat on them and called them names. We painted our house's colors once seen in an LSD dream, traded television for heavy metal, and tried to lose ourselves in a marijuana cloud of detachment. Many stopped going to church. Many stopped thanking God. The women's movement became a struggle for equal pay, the black movement a struggle for slave reparations, the gay movement a struggle between the working and middle class, and the anti-war movement a consistent belief. Corporate America stopped paying for all health care and offered copay plans. Pensions became less lucrative and transformed to individual retirement accounts to boost Wall Street and provide a false sense of security. Those in power once again capitalized on the dichotomy in America and abroad by brokering deals and aiding the pharmaceutical and oil companies so they could make more money. Americans, after all, were getting sick more often and driving more miles to find work, heating larger homes, and losing more of their paychecks to the government. Television and radio became propaganda machines for anything and everything considered decadent, and American deal-makers began importing more products to feed the masses while discovering they could make more money by exporting jobs to other countries. Over-the-counter drugs manufactured here and abroad began filling the grocery shelves as Americans suffered from stress, headaches, backaches, and the Asian flu. Healthcare costs began a steady climb as te technology became the main instrument of diagnosis and treatment. Oil and drug companies were producing at record rates and dumping their leftovers into lakes, streams, and buried fields. Nuclear energy was more developed and the waste from new plants was buried beneath new housing projects and schools. Americans were getting sicker and their children were dying. Those in power capitalized on this trend once again by allowing drug lobbyists in Washington to dictate policy. Congressmen and women followed the lobbyists and then left to work for the corporations and to garner extraordinary paychecks. Senators and congressmen made sure they had special health care plans affordable and inclusive while the average American struggled to put food on the table after paying medical bills. <clears throat> The water used for bathing and drinking was now filled with more than 700 different chemicals, most of them toxic and carcinogenic, and Americans were getting sicker. By 1979, brokered deals, weapons, and secrets had been shared with enough countries to allow fanatics to begin a different kind of war against Christian and powerful America. And by 2001, these same fanatics found a way to use American airplanes, the technology of a forgotten war, to begin the final destruction of a God-chosen superpower. The USA was ready to fight back, to once again take on evil for their country, and many heeded the call. But fear and distrust, a media machine bent on anti-American messages for personal gain, and corporate greed that reached into every pocket became a dominant theme. Antidepressants were the new drug, television sex the new pastime, and music filled with hate, the constant hypnotic. America is undergoing a dramatic shift in health care. 
The cost of going to a regular doctor or hospital is getting more and more expensive. Greed is not the only reason for these expenses. Medical malpractice lawsuits, medical insurance for risky procedures, pharmaceutical drug reactions, deaths with accompanying lawsuits, and expensive diagnostic equipment are all escalating the cost of health care to the consumer. Health insurance, once a perk offered by small and large businesses and corporations, is becoming a thing of the past. Large corporations such as General Motors complain that health insurance for employees costs them more per year than steel does for the cars they make. American unions drive up the cost of making cars and American car makers end up on the brink of bankruptcy, flying to Washington, D.C. in expensive corporate jets and asking for handouts. Consumers are being forced into providing their own expensive health insurance and have not yet gotten away from the mindset that health insurance should cover everything. Car insurance doesn't pay for cigarette burns on the upholstery or spilled chocolate shakes on the floor mats, but consumers have been used to employers picking up the tab for health insurance and expecting that insurance to cover every hangnail or headache. Those changes and the increased costs have moved consumers to seek more preventive care and alternative to traditional expensive procedures. Alternative medicine is often less expensive, equally or more effective, and produces less harmful side effects as evidenced by the flurry of pharmaceutical drugs the last few years that were finally removed or banned after being prescribed to hundreds of thousands of patients. People's trust in Western medicine is diminishing, and their relief in finding alternatives is rising. Major institutions are now doing large numbers of studies on alternative medicines, including herbal remedies, body work, meditation, dietary changes, and many others. Randomized controlled studies are available on almost every type of alternative healing practice, and they typically show good results. High deductible policies and health savings accounts allow people to have Western medicine waiting in the wings when they have serious health problems that require expensive drugs, tests, and surgery. But until then, they're able to use alternative medicine as the best service for prevention and smaller day-to-day -day health problems. Alternative medicine provides a first-line defense, while Western medicine provides the expensive, dangerous, but necessary backup. We will always need the surgeon. It is the physician that we seek. The Internet and World Wide Web have become the main resource for consumers searching for health answers, but there is a tremendous amount of misinformation about health care on the Internet. Much of it comes from well-meaning entrepreneurs duped into a multi-level marketing scheme who try to pitch some health elixir or treatment. A second source of health misinformation comes from the Western medical establishment itself, seeking to discredit alternative medical therapies that could take significant revenues away from their invested therapies. A third source of misinformation comes from the anecdotes of individuals who experienced relief from one therapy or another, but who do not and cannot actually represent a proven cure to a particular health problem. The reason people are turning to the Internet in such numbers is due to a lack of trust in existing medical institutions. Doctors are viewed with suspicion. Will my doctor let me die by not revealing an alternative therapy that could help me? Does my doctor even understand what alternative therapies are? Is my doctor truly holistic, or is he or she just saying that to keep me as a patient? Is my doctor getting kickbacks from the cute young female pharmaceutical rep who visits him twice a month? Big medicine has become big business, and the number one concern is no longer the patient. It's dollars and cents. But hospitals and doctors are not the only things that Americans distrust. People in government and in society seem to feel that some brand of socialized medicine will be the magic solution for America's health care problems. Socialized universal health care will not work in America, and Americans know it. America needs to find a way to ensure every single person in this country. But socialized medicine is not the cure for this illness. Forget the cures. Find the cause. 
all the problems mentioned here are symptoms. The cause of the crisis in healthcare lies in the disempowerment of the people and the failure of people to take responsibility for their own health. Alternative and holistic health options have been feared and denied, but doctors will soon have no choice. Consumers are demanding prevention and alternatives, and Western medicine is slowly integrating these therapies. Health insurance will eventually be a thing of the past as people stay well or discover alternatives to illnesses. Hospital costs will be forced lower as only surgical emergencies and backup therapies will be incorporated. Pharmaceutical companies and their related agencies will no longer drive Congress to do their will as people realize pills are not the answer. The changes will be uniquely American, but only if Americans claim their heritage and begin acting like Americans. We need to remember that we are what make America the land of the free. The Declaration of Independence was never intended to make us dependent on the government. The free enterprise system was never intended to keep everyone poor but equal. We have the freedom to choose, but are we still the land of the brave? Do we have the courage to truly change what we have helped to create? Do we need to be reminded that we are one nation under God? Becoming an American can stop the crisis, the bailouts, the hope of handouts. Changing the health care system can be one of the biggest steps to renewed freedom. Obviously, with all the things going on in the economy, um, people are looking for answers, and they're, they're, you can tell that Congress, especially because it's run by Barney Frank and um, Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi, and now that everyone has chosen them to be the leaders for the next four or eight years, uh, their thing is um, spread the wealth and uh, make sure that everybody's treated fairly, ha ha ha, and um, and do all this socialization stuff, this socialized stuff. And, you know, I don't. I think socialism isn't such a bad thing in limited, in a limited way. Um, but if you really want to live in a socialist country, don't live in America because America is not a socialist country. That's why it's been the greatest country in the world because it wasn't socialist. It wasn't Cuba or Venezuela or China or Russia. It wasn't those countries. Uh, there's been a lot of people on the left, and, and again, I'm, never, I'm not on the left or the right, but a lot of people on the left, like Michael Moore, saying if, if this is this economic crisis shows us the end of capitalism, then good riddance. Interesting that somebody could say that when he made quite a big buck on his um, his films and his CDs and DVDs, etc., um, because we live in a free society with a free enterprise system. He made a lot of money that way. And I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people, who have said, oh boy, things are finally going to change. I've been waiting all my life for this. I no longer will have to pay for my health care or my mortgage or anything else because the government's going to take care of me. Um, I really suggest that people, you know, take a little trip with whatever extra money you can find right now to some of the countries where people believe the same thing. Go to Cuba. That's not too far away. And uh, if you can get in. And go there and hang out for a couple weeks and then come back and tell me that you've been waiting all your life for the same kind of thing to happen here. Because I don't think that that's what you'll feel. I think that you'll find out that all the freedoms that you've taken for granted and all the responsibility you haven't taken for being an American are going to slap you in the face real quickly. When it comes to health care, we have really fallen into this system of somebody paid for my health care and every time I feel anything I'm going to run to the doctor or get a surgery done or whatever to fix this problem quickly so that I can get back to um, internet chatting and you know playing 
going to casinos or whatever people do when they're not working. Uh, and that's what has driven health care costs to the point of no return. Don't think that the pharmaceutical companies aren't working to continue to keep you dependent on them. Uh, many of the vitamins that you find in Walmart and other places are, are put out by pharmaceutical companies and they're um, synthetic and, and they know they're not going to work because they're synthetic, they're not natural, they're not real, they're cheaper and you'll buy them. Instead of going to a health food store, you'll run to Walgreens or Walmart and and uh, buy the cheap vitamins and say, yeah, I'm taking vitamins and then sometime down the road you'll go to the doctor and tell the doctor you were taking all these vitamins and you don't understand why you're sick and why you have cancer or why you have this, that, the other thing. Um, they're not stupid. They know how to capitalize on our weaknesses. And as soon as people started heading towards the vitamin stores and, and the, the um, health food stores, pharmaceutical companies felt threatened that some of their big revenue was going to disappear. So they started adding all these things to the shelves um, and making them cheaper because there's nothing in them. They're, they're not real vitamins. Making them cheaper so that Americans who are are always strapped for money, um, would go there and buy those vitamins and then find out that see, none of that stuff works, alternative therapies and vitamins and supplements and good water is baloney. It's all witchcraft and voodoo and, and uh, meant to make you worse. So and they've, they've provided all of that to convince you and your friends and your family that the only place to go is to the doctor or the hospital to get taken care of. And, and then the insurance companies love this because <coughs> They can sell you now health insurance policies that are exorbitant, that cost you whatever, $6,800 a year or more, depending on how big your family is. Um, and then we have the, the politicians who will run their campaigns based on those fears and those realities of how much all these things cost and tell you we're going to have universal health care, which will not work. It won't. And forcing everybody to have insurance also doesn't work. And what it does force you to do instead is it forces you to be under the um, constant impression and, and belief that you are supposed to run to the doctor for everything and not be in charge of, of your own health care or be in charge of your own body. That you are dependent on the government to choose who you will see what's covered, what will be done, how long it will take you to get that done. Um, if you, if you again, take a little trip to any of the countries that have socialized health care and um, people who need a liver, oh, no, let's not go there, let's say an appendectomy can wait several hours if not days to get the appendectomy if they live through it. Um, if they live through the operation or if they live long enough to wait for the operation because socialized health care is everybody's the same and everybody is, um, the doctors are then put under pressure not to make the money that they were making and, uh, and things slow down. You have doctors now who are getting out of their profession because of the taxation problem that's going to happen with doctors. Um, it's going to tax their income, so why should they work so hard? right? We've got a major problem here. If we changed health care in the United States, if people started pushing as hard as they can for uh, alternative medicine and holistic therapies, which are less expensive, and started taking care of their own bodies so that they use preventive medicine instead of symptomatic, allopathic, um, uh, pill-taking medicine, then we wouldn't have health care charges or health care expenses 
being what they are and we'd have a lot more money to put into a lot of other things. It would make health insurance companies go away. It would make pharmaceutical companies go away. They wouldn't have $90 million pensions when they left. It would make the lobbyists, which of which there are approximately 800 lobbyists to every senator, by the way, it would make the lobbyists disappear mostly from Washington, at least on the health care side and the insurance side. Um, which would make our congressmen and senators maybe more able to respond to what people need. It would make corporate America more able to provide the incomes that people need because they wouldn't have to provide these exorbitant health care premiums if they were providing health care. Um, just put it all together, connect the dots. Health care in America changing, if we change it, if we get back to being true Americans who are in charge of ourselves and own our country, get rid of all of those associated costs, the only other thing we'll have to work on after that is our energy system so that we don't have these oil companies making huge $68 billion profits and we have alternative energies, not like Obama wants, not, you know, we still have to have coal mines. We should. We have coal mines all over the country. We just need clean coal. And we should have um, wind and solar driven energies. We should have, every single house in America should have solar panels on it. Every single house should have a water uh, system like we have here that filters everything so that you're bathing and drinking in good water, which prevents health problems like crazy, prevents cluster diseases all over the place. Every single house, you want to have a tax credit, give people a $5,000 credit to put in a $3,000 water system and a $3,000 solar system so that they're not dependent on oil, water, electricity from anywhere except God. And now you've driven down those costs like crazy. It isn't that hard, is it? And when you think about how people used to live and the way they used to think about things, it isn't that difficult. But we are lazy. We have fallen into these ruts of help me, give me bailouts, give me handouts. Oh boy, I can't wait. And I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I, if I stayed that way or thought that way. I'm an American, and that part of that pride of being an American is that I know what it means to live in a free society, and I know the responsibilities of that. And when it comes to health, I know what it means to have the freedom to choose to be healthy or to rely on your government to give you something to pretend that you're healthy. I know the difference, and that's what I want you all to know, and I want your friends to know, and your families to know, and your coworkers to know. So you need to send them these podcasts. You need to send them to the webpage, um, which will be up there. It'll have a nice big tab on it that'll say something like social issues or something like that, and let them learn on their own, and in the privacy of their home so you don't know that they're really reading it or listening to it. Let them learn. If they, the, the worst they can do is delete your email or say no or never, or never go to the web page or not read what they're supposed to. But at least you've tried. At least you did what you're supposed to do as an American. Now, if you're from another country and you're hearing this, you know, you all know some of us. You all know people all over the world just like we know people all over the world. You have a responsibility too because when America falters the way America is doing now, it affects you. If you're in China, you have a trillion dollar bailout plan going on in China right now, even though you have one of the stronger economies. If you're up in Ireland or you're in South Africa or you're in Australia, <clears throat> all of the manufacturing changes that are happening here are going to affect everybody globally. And it's not a good effect. It's a bad effect. It's, um, it's, it's where nobody is 
is getting along anymore or doing what they need to do to survive. So it is going to affect you. So you really want to help people get educated and start changing um, the way they're looking at things. And that's pretty long for today. So this is, uh, it, I want you to go to earthwalk-usa.com. This is Raina G. And you will find these articles on a consistent basis from now on. And please come back uh, and check for the essential oils with Lori because you're really going to want to hear about those. And for those who are um, into understanding the Bible, she did a class this week on essential oils from the Bible or healing oils from the Bible. And um, people are really interested in how those were used and how they're used today. And you start using these things and you don't have to run the doctors anymore and you don't have to take pills and you don't have to worry about health insurance. I have never had health insurance. Even when I worked for big corporations like IBM and Timeplex and uh, America Express, I worked for all those places. And um, it just never occurred to me that I, that I needed them. And, and if I ever looked for another job when I was younger and they said, oh, we have all these perks, I didn't need the perks. I, what I wanted was the income and the availability to do what I was supposed to be doing on this earth. I didn't worry about if they covered uh, if they had health insurance and I was covered by Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever I didn't worry about it I still don't um, in fact none of us here have health insurance <laughs> but we also don't go to doctors and if we do begin to go out of balance we do all the things that we need to do naturally to get back into balance and we don't worry about it um, and that's how you all should be this should not be a worry you shouldn't be worried every day about which pill you're going to take or how healthy you're not going to be tomorrow you should be able to get up and thank God for the day and breathe in your, your good fresh air and drink your good water and have your good food and, and uh, stretch and exercise and do all the things that you need to do to be a strong human being. And, and that allows you to do all the other things that are necessary, whether that's, <clears throat> whether that's work or taking care of kids, which is work, or, or going to school or whatever it is you have to do, you're in better shape to do it. So go to earthwalk-usa.com, come back here often, spread the word, and uh, keep listening. Thanks very much.